Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Husband would have thrown so many picks. You right, don't actually get the right. opportunity to throw so, against so look, these guys. Because so look, the defense is Tre- Trevor Lawrence, so Jared Goff, he didn't light up the Falcons. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he didn't light up the Falcons. But yes, Desmond Ritter was in that bakery handing out them turnovers. You feel yeah. me? So, so yeah, so the Falcons is solid. But with the with the with the volume of pet You know dad jokes is my lane, right? You know that. Dad jokes is my lane. I know you are, but I'm just saying, like, Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. It is Love Hate Day. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. This is very pressing. Show started, Matthew. Get off your phone. We got I'm Commanders busy. Bears. I'm yeah, I'm I'm currently doing betting. <laughs> Yeah. Huge I have other things to do. I get big game. This is a huge game tonight for me and my commander. Um, uh, you know, so like, here's the thing: they're two and two. They're two and two. Surely should be three and one. They should be three and one. They should have. I mean, don't get me started, Rivera. Like, so we're two and two, and it's been an up and down season. If we're being honest, should have beat the Eagles. Took them, you know, uh, took them to overtime. You know, really good team, great kind of moral victory, if you will. Uh, and uh, got our butts kicked by Buffalo. Yeah, 37th right. Yeah, yeah yep. right. And then, like, had to come back in <laughs> overtime to beat the Broncos, which seemed like a good win at the time, and now seems like, eh, probably shouldn't have been that close, right? Yeah. To be fair, On the, the Cardinals hand, win looks better. The Cardinals win looks better in, yes. in, in retrospect, but I, I don't know. We might be good, we might be really bad. I think you guys are like... The Titans or the Rams maybe slightly better than those teams. Like, mm. right in that kind of range. Probably won't find seven, out seven, tonight. 17th be best team in the league. I know, but my point is, is like, you know, Chicago hasn't won yet. You know, like, they're kind of like dangerous. I, no, I understand. I'm just, I think the Commanders win tonight, but I'm nervous. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of like the Bears getting points. No, like, I kind of think they I cover. No? I'm not that. touching it, but I just. They don't have a secondary. They, no, they all don't. their players are out. Which is a problem because their existing players were already not playing well, and now they're out. Right. Their starting secondary was bad, and now they're all hurt. And so, right. Yeah. I mean, so, anyway, we do expect Sam Howell to have a uh, big game. Sam Howell made my love list this week, Mm. and others are saving votes. That's kind of a... What we call a tease, Connor, in the in the, in the they game, do. I'm in learning. the broadcasting game, bit just by kind bit. of a, yeah, foreshadowing. Yes, the foreshadow. Yeah, you know. exactly. Speaking of that, it's Week Five's love hate. But before we get there, got to get into the Roto World player news. Of course, for all your player news, go to NBCSports.com. Here's the notable injuries 
we are tracking as we head into the weekend or get closer to the weekend. That's the big one at the top right there, guys. Jonathan Taylor coming off the ankle injury. Not limited. He is full. Full go for Jonathan Taylor. Followed by Cooper Cup is limited. Kenny Pickett with the knee is limited. Saquon Barkley coming back from the ankle is limited. Javante Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, and T. Higgins did not practice. Yeah, so my reaction to those, and obviously it's Thursday, and there'll be more news that comes out later today, and of course Friday as well. Uh, on the cup being limited, it's funny, Sean McVay made a whole Will Ferrell reference, like a Ron Burgundy thing, like, hey, it says limited, but he wasn't limited. He, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, Javante Williams on that list and T. Higgins are the ones that make me the most nervous. I'm not ready, I'm not ready to be nervous yet about Amon Ross, St. Brown, but you could certainly see a scenario where Higgins and Javante Williams miss this week. Yeah, JT's the big one, obviously. And look, everyone's excited to have Jonathan Taylor back, as are we. I'd be a little bit concerned that one, playing the Titans, which is right. great. That's just about the worst matchup you can have. And then two, 60% of his offensive line is on the injury report. So it's not shaping up as a great week, potentially even if he were a full go and not expecting that he's going to be 80% of the carry straight. I think that's a great call. And the other thing is, is by the way, he hasn't practiced. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's been, like, he had very little training camp. I don't think he was on a football field. I don't right. think we've seen him on a football field since literally last year. I'm not talking about an NFL game, but literally just practice. We're talking about practice. Like, it's all right. I mean, like, and I think about Josh Jacobs. I go back to Josh Jacobs and, like, just Josh Jacobs got massive usage. Like, uh, you know, whatever. Forget the fact that Raiders aren't that great. I mean, they weren't that great last year. And Josh Jacobs was awesome. And so, and Jacobs even said when we had them on Sunday Night Football uh, the other week, Josh Jacobs was like, yeah, the game was you know, felt a little too fast for me. I clearly wasn't in game. I was in shape, but I wasn't in game shape. And it took me a little while to get up to up to speed. And it feels like Josh Jacobs is there. But, like, he was bad fantasy-wise for the first couple of weeks. And so, Jonathan Taylor, the fact that we haven't seen him play football, like, even in a practice capacity in any, any recent time, like, if you have Jonathan Taylor, I know you're excited to get him back. But... You've obviously made do without him through the first four weeks of the season. I would keep him on my bench this week if mm. I could. I yep. just It's just bad matchup, to your point, banged up offensive line. We just haven't seen him. We don't know if Zach Moss is going to get 10 touches. Is he getting a full workload, or is it going to be 65-35 him and Zach Moss You know, in his first game back? We just... And also, Too many unknowns for me. The way that you attack Tennessee is through the air, which everyone outside of Joe Burrow has been able to do this season. So, yeah. And also, think about, like, Nick Bosa, who came back and wasn't injured, and his first week, he's on a snap count. Like, that's just how it is when you come back to the team for the first time. You're not full go. And with all the other context around, yeah, not feeling great about JT for this week. That's the thing, Jay, right? It's also that Anthony Richardson and Zach Moss are viable Russian sure. threats right now where they're not looking at it going, man, we have no one. Jonathan Taylor, hopefully you're ready for 15 to 18 touches out no. of the gate. Yep. They're not desperate in that regard. No, so, they, they certainly aren't. And, and Michael Pittman's been great this year. Richardson's been much more competent as a passer than I think he gets credit for or than people thought he would be coming into the season. Josh Downs, is, we've had some moments from Josh Downs. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Connor. I just I, – anyway. I might get be desperate, it. but – yeah, I That's just, really I, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't have uh, very many shares of Jonathan Taylor and uh, this year, and so and the ones that I do are like best ball. So I'm actually not. I, if he was on a roster where I had to make start sit decisions, and I don't have him in any of those kind of leagues, um, 
I would bench him this week. Yeah, feeling a little bit I better had, about an option. the guy who edged him out for Offensive Player of the Year in 2021 in Cooper Cup, who went through a normal practice. And he's the type of player, I think, where like he doesn't need much time. He doesn't need that many snaps to be able to get you receptions and get mm-hmm. you fantasy points. And they're also playing an Eagles team that hasn't been great as a secondary, and they're dogs in the game at home. So they probably need to throw. So I think that even if Cup has a limited snap count, which he surely will if he plays, still think that he is viable. If Cooper Cup's out there, I'm starting yeah. him. It's a yeah, it's a different scenario. Like wide receivers are different than uh, than running backs. I, I feel like in this particular case, because again, Jonathan Taylor needs to be volume based. Like there's always a chance he falls in the end zone, and they want to you know. Shane, I could certainly see if they get close. Shane Steichen saying, "Let's get him into the end zone. Yep. Let's try to welcome him. Let's right. try to you know, um, you know, get solve some of this bad blood yeah. between him and Ursay. Um, bad blood, by the way." Taylor Swift song, by the way. You can never, as, as you guys know, we, these days you cannot mention Taylor Swift enough. Yeah. Do you can sometimes think about how weird the NFL is where you're like repairing a workplace relationship by giving someone a touchdown? <laughs> like that's just how it works. Oh, it's things tough at the workplace. Let's give Jonathan Taylor a touchdown. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think that if, it is, if he is in close, one, he's probably their best option to get into the end zone. I mean, and then two, it would make sense. I mean, just before the show, I gave Connor a cookie. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's kind of the same thing. thing. Yeah. That's why I'm in a great like mood today. Getting yeah, exactly. in the end zone at Lucas down World. Now, and yeah. now I'm ready to roll, roll yeah. for love, hate. Yeah. <laughs> one more bit of injury news here that was not on the board because the Chargers are on the bye. Austin Eckler, dealing with that ankle injury, stated that he expects to be back for week six against the Cowboys. Jay, one of the coolest things of Austin Eckler is that he's in the fantasy community and very vocal about where his health status is. And it feels like this bye is at a good time where he should come out of the gate ready to roll. I think it's at a good time just for the Chargers in general because I don't know what happened to Justin Herbert's hand, his finger, because that did not look good at all. So he gets an extra week for that. Austin Eckler gets an extra week, and Matthew can go ahead and drop Josh Kelly. A thousand percent if you haven't already. But, yeah, we love Austin Eckler. We love him as a podcaster. We love him as a fantasy uh, football asset. We love him as an investor in (laughs) FantasyLife.com, which is he is on our cap table. We appreciate that. Thank you, Austin, uh, as well. I feel like all players should have podcasts where they announce whether they're in or out. Well, apparently there's a Sean McVay show now, which I didn't know about until we ran the clip yesterday. It's the Coach McVay show. Coach McVay show. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. There's a Coach Todd Bowles show as well, but just no one's watched it. Coach Brian <laughs> Dable show. Yeah. yeah. On there, local really? TV, I stumbled upon the other day while waiting for hockey. I, I yep. feel like every coach has a show. <laughs> yeah. It's some sort of show. He wasn't on it, though, by the way. Oh, wasn't it, it was the Coach Brian Dable show. Without I never, co- I never saw Coach Brian, Brian Dable. Dable. I never saw it, which maybe these days, yeah, not the best idea. Yeah, I get it. So. Let's look at tonight's injuries for the Thursday Night Football Report here. Good news especially if you're Matthew Berry. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, status, both active for tonight's game. Ready to roll. Good news for the commanders, good news for fantasy managers that might consider starting either of them. Dotson, obviously, more likely than Samuel. Bad news for the Bears, who literally are missing everyone. Like, they have practice squad guys going that I'm like, wait, who? Are we sure that guy's at, like... I'm, I'm going to have to text Connor being like, who is this guy? And there's a chance that even I didn't get to him after yeah. 450 draft evaluations. Yeah. That's little, where the Bears are at. A little nervous, Matthew. This is a real referendum game on Sam Howell. It if really he's bad is. tonight and he loses, that's a huge problem huge for them. Huge problem. Yeah. He, the, 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 the Bears are beat up, winless, and traveling on a short week. Yeah. The game's in Washington tonight. If they, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, this, this is a game they must – this is a must win for the Commanders. It is a must win because they've got a you know tougher schedule coming up. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's it looks better now because you know the Giants aren't as good as they were. Blah blah. But this is a game they need to win. Yeah. This is a game they need to win. I agree with you. It is a referendum. I think it's a referendum on Howell, and I think it's more importantly, I think it's a referendum on Ron Rivera. 
Yeah. Yeah, trouble, yes. trouble for Ron if he yes. doesn't get out of this uh, one after he handed in yeah. his riverboat card by being a chicken and yeah, not going for it on level yeah. two. We will talk more yeah, about this, this show because it is a Thursday night game and not because I'm a Commanders fan later in the show. We'll give you our best bets. We will do that as well. So there'll be a preview up um, and also on, you know, for the Thursday night game, which we'll talk about. And also on YouTube. By the way, you know who's really happy these days? YouTube commenters. <laughs> I was going through it last night. They're very happy. Like, I... And they're, they're like, Barry finally got them to put the time code in. I, I have no credit. I didn't get, I, didn't, I want but anyway, I guess whoever's doing our, our YouTube thing, uh, like, they finally put in, like, time code, like, hey, it, you know, at, you know, 652, they talked about yeah. Austin Eckler and that kind of, you know, Australian movies at right, 855. Right, of course, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Penn State Blade thrown under the bus at, at, at 1565. And 2754. Right, and, right exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and uh, 4508. Um so uh, so that's been great. I don't know who did that, who's responsible for that, but that's uh, very exciting. So yep. um, they're, they're all happy about it. We love you, YouTube commenters. Yeah. And every once in a while, I do read the comments. Yeah. I stopped reading the comments after people were complaining about my British accent. <laughs> and then at that point, I was like, well, yeah, there's nothing I can yeah. do about my British accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, do me a favor. Like, oh, no. I, just listen. I'm good with you guys complaining about Jay. <laughs> Just, yeah, you know, it's an Australian accent. <laughs> Correct. Yes, just yeah, exactly. The insults have to be correct. Not much I can do about my bad British accent. Yeah. Right, exactly. British. Yeah, by all means, yeah. feel free to complain about that. Like you're that. playing a yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you play about my Australian accent. I'll copy My that. favorite comment was, and we should do this. I should just get, like, print out the comments. But one of my favorite comments was like, you know what? For Barry, just all he does is he, he just, he rambles on. He tells <laughs> these long stories. Uh, you know, he just interrupts the guys. Like, he did it at ESPN, and now he's doing it here. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm kind of what, you know, it is what it is at this point. Like, I like the fact that the, the guy didn't like me at ESPN, but found me, came over to ESNBC. He's the same like, guy. Just, like, well, one of the other commenters, which was amazing, he's just like, commented back to that guy and just said something like, yeah, pretty sure that's a feature, not a bug. Like, that's, like, if you're watching the show, like, you know what you're sort of in for. Right? Yeah. Like, Josh, you know, Josh Allen's going to have it up. There's going to be some yes. picks. It is yeah. what it, I, I kind of, at this stage of my career, I kind of am what I am, guys. You know, you're either, you're either on board or you're not. Yeah. Yep, completion percent. Is not high, but explosive play rate, yes. phenomenal. Thousand percent. And if you've been around around long enough, you know that Thursdays is love hate day. So let's jump into love hate with the running backs for Week Five, starting with Travis Etienne. He is playing the Bills in London. Jaguars have back-to-back London games, and Etienne coming off a big week. He's really just honestly, Jay had a big season. He tops the love list. He is. It's kind of annoying that he's giving up some goal line carries to uh, Mr. Bigsby. But outside of that, I mean, he's really yeah. given you everything that you'd want. You look at most running back touches per game. Christian McCaffrey on top. Zach Moss, as predicted preseason, is second uh, with Dave Montgomery. And then Travis Etienne is fifth. Uh, so I think that it's been a good season for Etienne so far. And he's getting work in the passing game, which was the question mark coming in. You'd like to see more touchdowns, just the one so far. But I think it's the Jags. Their offense will get better. They'll convert a third down once this season eventually. And uh, Etienne, I think his, uh, he's got a lot of upside the rest of the way. I'm glad you mentioned the, the passing game usage because he's had actually a double-digit target share in three out of four games so far this year. Bills allow the fourth most receiving yards to opposing running backs. So we'll see whether Zay Jones plays or not, but maybe they could try to take advantage of that um, with Travis Etienne in a game in which we expect the Jaguars to have to throw to keep up with Buffalo. Yep, and I think that he will have scoring mm. opportunities because this is 
it's a weird thing to talk about, but like anyone who's taken a plane from here to Europe the first couple of days, you know how bad you feel? That's a real thing that impacts these NFL yeah. players and impacts the line. Uh, and I think that the Jags have more of a shot in this game than people expect. They've been, yeah, they've been there. They've, they've been, been there. They've been there, you know, for uh, a whole week as well. So ETN's running back seven for me this week, locked in RB1. Yep. The next one here, Barry, Devon A. Chain. Normally when a guy A-chan. has A. Chan, I'm never going to let it go. <laughs> Said it for about Texas A&M for two years. I know. Did it a whole summer. I'm with you. It's going to take me a long time. I'm A-chan. sorry, Devon A. Chan. A. Chan. Yeah, it's like if, if Matthew has a really good show today and then he asked everyone to call him Matthew Barry. Barry. <laughs> yeah, yes. Barry. Yeah. Barry. Matthew yeah. Barry. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, very fitting right. with no way. Matthew won't have a good show. He won't have a good yes. show. So yeah, no, I won't. We, yeah. we got no. We, uh, yeah, exactly. By the way, I've uh, I've been told in my ear, uh, producer Adam, Adam Wise, is the one who's responsible for the time code. So anyway, ah. so YouTube shout commenters, out. shout out to uh, Adam Wise. Uh, there you go. He's the one who puts it on the podcast and on the YouTube feed. Listen, normally when a player has six touchdowns in two weeks, mm. you'd say, well, that's not sustainable for very long. Here's the thing with Achan Barry. He has the Giants. This yes. week, which is a big reason he, he makes the love list as well. Yeah, I mean, look, the Giants make a lot of things sustainable. A lot of things that are not normally sustainable, they make them sustainable. They've allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in every game this season. The New York football Giants have as well. And so Devon A. Chan, or Asha Ney, as some of our <laughs> producers on this show call him, has had 11 red zone touches over the last two weeks compared with just five for Raheem Mostert. Mostert, of course, had the bad fumbles last week as well. And so, Ashane, A-Chan, A-Chain, you pick however you want to rephrase him. Just make sure he's in your lineup. He's my running back 12 this week. I like the fact that he's also getting involved in the passing game. A 14% target share in both games. We like the, the, uh, the Miami Dolphins in this one as well. So, yeah, not a fluke. And this is the first week that I've had A-Chan ranked ahead a friend of the show, Raheem Mostert. Yep. The line's got should be bigger than 11 for this game. It I should agree. be 13 and a half. should be almost 14. Has anyone watch the New York Giants? How are they going to stay within two touchdowns of the Dolphins? Guys like A-Chan are mm. almost an afterthought on this team. Like he, he had eight carries last week. I think that A-Chan as well, the thing is, is that Mostert had the two fumbles last week, which I think is really key, and it was trending towards A-Chan's backfield anyway, so a lot of, uh, a lot of upside for A-Chan. Who is the number one pit running back in the league by PFF grade at the moment? Which is what happens when you just run for 10 yards of carry. I mean, it's, unbe- it's unbelievable. I mean, like, it's just like, you know, you're like, well, he's not getting the work. You know, he's getting non- single-digit carries. And you're like, yeah, because everything's like 40 yards. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. Um, yeah, Miami, the game's in Miami. Here's the other thing is, to your point about the line, the game's in Miami. I, like, I don't know. I, I just, I don't love teams, like, on a 1 o'clock game, especially early in the season when they've had a Saturday night in Miami. Like, I short just, week as Short well. week as yeah. well. They're traveling on a short week because they played the Monday night game. And play, to back I'm it using, up after live after the short week. Exactly. They're, they're, all, they're all doing shots at 11. Who knows what's going on down there. But the fact is, is that uh, uh, this is a team that, you know, just – I use the word played. They played on Monday night. I use that in air quotes. They were you know, present they for were, the game. They were present for the game. They were active for the game. I, so – but, you know, who knows? Maybe that's why Brian Dayball missed the Brian Dayball show is because he was busy crunching the film, trying to figure out right. a way to <laughs> yeah. – getting ready to yeah. try to figure out how or to he was looking attack for these Miami Dolphins. Somewhere after Evan Neal's comments on the fan base. But anyways, our last running back firmly locked into the love list here, Jay, is Joe Mixon. And, you know, as things have not gone well 
for the Bengals. The bottom line is Joe Mixon gets all the volume in this backfield. He's got 86% of the team's running back touches this season. Well, I think that's the hope for Mixon is that he has 59 carries. The next highest running back on the Bengals is Travion Williams with four. So it's entirely his backfield. It's just that the offense has been terrible and he's only gotten in the end zone once. I would still be a buyer and the Bengals just getting better as the season goes on. You still have to trust in the talent. I understand T. Higgins is banged up. It's still Burrow. It's still Chase going up against the suspect defense. There's been plucky in Arizona, but this isn't the 49ers defense. I would expect that Mixon should get closer to the end zone this week. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And also, like, to your point about Higgins and the passing, like, they're just going to lean on this guy as well. Every starting running back that's faced the Cardinals this year has gotten at least 20 touches per game. Like, you can run on Arizona. They allow the third most fantasy points to opposing running backs as well. So, they're bad against running backs. Joe Mixon's going to get a big workload, i.e., ipso facto. Therefore, Mixon makes the love list. He's a top 14 fantasy running back for me. Bingo, bango. How about it's science? Yep, sir. How about some others, uh, others receiving votes here? I, I believe I used it in its proper context. <laughs> yes. Ipso facto. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco against the Vikings. Brian Robinson Jr. tonight against the Bears. Brees Hall against the Broncos. I really think this is the week the Jets finally uh, take the training wheels off of Brees' injury and let him go. No more snap count. No more snap count. Tajay Spears against the Colts. And Jaleel McLaughlin against the Jets. A bit of a waiver wire darling this week, Barry. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I have Brian Robinson and Pacheco as top 16 plays. We'll talk about Brian Robinson later in the show as well. But just, you know, it's worth noting that the Bears have allowed at least 17 fantasy points to a running back in every game this year. Robinson is the guy for my commanders. Hail the commanders, hail victory. Isaiah Pacheco has 40 touches over the past two weeks. He runs angry. Taylor Swift is a huge fan. You saw her cheering after Pacheco's. Who knew she was such a big Pacheco fan? But uh, she clearly is. He's starting to get involved in the passing game as well. You mentioned Brees Hall as well. Denver has allowed the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. And so I think Salah saying that, just weird. We sort of knew. He said earlier that he wasn't on a pitch count, but then he kind of was, and you could sort of tell. And you were, I, feel like that's, I feel like that's kind of a bat signal. I feel like that was less for the press and more for Brees. Right. Like, just saying, like, hey, man. Be mentally ready. Be mentally ready. This is your week. Dalvin Cooks looked bad. Yes. You know, they need Brees really badly, and this is finally the week they're going to lean on him. A bet I really like in that game, Brees Hall, longest rush over 15 and a half yards. He's going to break one against the Broncos. 15 and a half. Yeah, 15 and a half. He's going to get one 16-yard carry. He's going to get, what, 15 to 17 carries, I would have thought, on average. I think he'll break one against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, again... They've also they've they've also. I wish he could do it on receptions too. I wonder what his reception prop is because they give up the second most receiving yards to opposing running backs. The Broncos do as well. So uh, interesting to look there. Just real quickly on Tajay Spears, he's played over fifty percent of the snaps in three or four games. Like again, with four teams on a bye, if you're in a twelve-team league, you might be desperate. So Tajay Spears. I mean, again, I'm at running back thirty-four. Let's not get crazy, but just like I think he could be potentially useful in a flex desperate way uh, if you have a lot of guys on by. And then McLaughlin, I'm at running back 38. Again, I'm not expecting Javante Williams to play, but that situation will become more clear. But Jets, in addition to the Broncos, the Jets are also bottom five in terms of most receptions allowed to opposing running backs. McLaughlin has been a big part of their passing game game so far this year. We expect that to continue, especially if Javante Williams is out. Let's jump into the hate list. Jay, this is led by Ramondre Stevenson. For Barry this week, he comes in as RB22. For Ramondre on the season, he's averaging under three yards per carry. And here's the eye test. He does not look like Ramondre Stevenson from last year. No, he doesn't. And he was banged up all the second half of last year. I'm not sure if there's a health thing at the moment or it's just the, the Patriots offense and all its blandness of just 
has just engulfed him. But yeah, I wouldn't want any part of this Patriots offense at the moment. That was a, just an abominable display. What a depressing game. Patriots, Saints, just two kind of grimly competent teams. Not much offense going on. Uh, and look, Ramondre, you'd hope that he'd get more work in the receiving game. In the first game of the season against the Eagles, he got six targets and six receptions. Uh, he hasn't topped three receptions since then. And Zeke is still looming. Zeke got a lot of work the week prior. So it just hasn't happened for Ramondre. And that's the biggest thing is that we always thought, well, at least the floor is there because the passing game worked, Jay. But just as you point out, like in terms of the receptions, he's also had three straight games with 10 or fewer receiving yards. He's not getting the receiving work. He's not getting big plays. 2.7 yards per carry so far this season. That is 40th out of 44 qualified running backs. Like he's bottom five in yards per carry this season. Saints have allowed the seventh fewest rushing yards to running backs through four weeks this season. So Ramondre Steven, who's been under 65 total yards in five of the last seven games dating back to last year in a bad matchup with New Orleans, like outside my top 20 this week. Yep. Another running back averaging under three yards per carry this season is Miles Sanders. Very another running back that doesn't make your top 20 this week uh, in the rankings, and they're going to Detroit. We don't know how healthy he is with a groin issue. He played only 43% of the snaps last week, and now some of that may have been, you know, the fact that he was dealing with that groin injury. Some of it just may have been he's been ineffectual. Honestly, the only thing in this offense that you really feel good about, and I'm using that loosely, is Adam Thielen. You know, again, Bryce Young does, you know, you're, you're, I wonder if the Carolina Panthers had it to do over, whether they would rather have C.J. Stroud. Stroud now, surely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it feels one. like after three games. Oh, you know, listen. Right, it's early. Bryce, oh, yeah. it's, it's early. Bryce missed a game as well. Stroud, I think, weirdly has more weapons to work with than, than yep. Bryce Young. That's which factual. Uh, yes. No, I know, but like, yeah. I think at the beginning so of the season, you didn't right. think about that. You didn't think that. But um, not a great matchup with the Lions, who allow under 50 rushing yards per game to running backs this season. That's second best in the NFL. And so Sanders, who's had three straight games with under 45 rushing yards and feels like this is becoming more of a committee with him and Chuba Hubbard. It's not an explosive offense that we feel like will be in scoring position often. So, yeah, Miles Sanders outside my top 20. Even if he's healthier this year and gets more of a workload, you don't love the matchup, and it's not like this is a team that we expect to be scoring a ton. No, certainly not. And the, the one thing is is that he does randomly have 23 targets in four games. Yeah, where it seems they are like dumping off to they are, well, They've got nowhere to throw down the field, so they need to dump off. The other problem, though, is that the Lions' defense looks like it might be legitimately good. Aiden Hutchinson has made a huge leap. He's a legit Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Brian Branch has come it's in been and awesome. been great from the get-go. That is a very solid defense. We saw what they did to Green Bay. But, I mean, right, you know, I mean, the, the Lions, by the way, are, are 10-point favorites so far at the moment in this game, and the over-under is 44-and-a-half. So, I mean, like, DraftKings is not expecting them to um, score a lot of points. The Carolina Panthers, right, just in terms of the implied totals there. Yep. So. Our last one here, Jay, Najee Harris against the Ravens. He comes in as RB30 for Barry, and the bottom line is the Ravens have been stingy against running backs this season. They are the only team to not allow a rushing touchdown on the year. Yep, and we saw what the Ravens did to the Browns, who have a very strong offensive line, just couldn't get anything done on the ground. Uh, and now, whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's Kenny Pickett, this Steelers offensive line has been terrible this season. There's just nowhere to run, and I understand there are the concerns about Jalen Warren. I don't think either of these guys really have a chance against this defense with this offense. Offensive line. Ravens only team in the NFL not to allow a rushing touchdown to a running back so far this season. He's averaging 7.1 fantasy points per game this year. He's had one game with double points. This year, 53% snap rate. Zero games above 57%. He's not involved in the passing game as all. And as we talk about, I wonder if the Panthers regret 
passing on C.J. Stroud to draft Bryce Young. My question is, Jay, do you regret drafting <laughs> Najee Harris for your team in our league? Uh, do you sorry. regret talking up that draft mm. pick? Do Took you, him in the sixth round when his ADP was like 29 or something. But that's fine. Yeah, you know, bad pick to get a guy uh, 30 spots after He's getting ADP. you seven points a game. I, I, regardless big, of where you got him in ADP, regardless of Come ADP, on. I'm just curious, do you regret the draft pick? Uh, no, I don't, Matthew. It was a great pick at the time. It's just Najee hasn't, hasn't delivered on the goods. And uh, I was also lambasted for my Nico Collins pick about five rounds later. Uh, so good for you to bring that up in no, conjunction no, 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 with no. Najee. I, I didn't trash Nico Collins because I think I said I liked it. I trashed the idea that you have three Texans on your team. <laughs> hey, the Texans are a team <laughs> I mean, to buy. Actually, that one's... Now no, who's smart? Yeah, Dalton, You're innovative who's the other on one? You had Nico Collins, Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Who's the other one? Schultz is terrible. Nico was good. So you went one for, tw- well, one for other, two. The problem is the other one was Devin Singletary, I think. Yeah, so, so right, you're one for three. <laughs> Forgot That's he was one. around. <laughs> you're one for three. It was good to target the Texans. You just targeted the wrong ones. Yeah. Got but you got Nico. Three. You yeah. got Nico. So, you know. Give him a time of flight. The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talents in men's rugby take the stage. As 20 countries compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, hard-hitting action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live on Peacock all the way through the final on October 28th with games also available on CNBC. We're going to break when we're back. Continue in love-hate with the pass catchers and quarterbacks. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokers Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. And then a follow-up, do you have a nickname internally with the Cowboys? What do the guys in the locker room call you? As far as guys got nicknames, I mean, I get eights, you know, that's pretty much about it. I think CD Lamb has answered front of the Friend of the podcast, yeah. CD Land, by the way. We eights. probably had a small role in that performance. We probably had a small role in that. You know, Eights, my boy Eights. Yes. You know, my buddy Eights is CD Lamb to you guys. Yes. But, you know, yeah. Eights, my, me uh, and, me and Eights are tight. So I get my last year's ride or die, Jalen Hurts. I get this year's ride or die, Amon Ross St. Brown. And then I get my best friend Eights. CD Lamb <laughs> to the rest of you, but, you know, I call him Eights. Eights is a nickname? I've never heard that before. <laughs> you haven't mentioned that. It's only him uh, well, I call him eight. Oh, it's just His him. close friends call him eight. Yeah. Love, hate, pass catchers. They call him eight, according to his friends. According to his friends. Jane, according, I just to CD La- according to yeah. CeeDee Lamb, they call him eight. According to me, we all call him eight. 
You guys call him C.D. Lamb. Yeah, you Pete, and Jack. It, it was nice that our producer Pete wasn't aware of that. Doesn't, he doesn't. It's weird. It, <laughs> Pete has this amazing ability to produce the show without actually watching it. Yeah, he floats in and out. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. <laughs> busy man, Pete. He, Pete Pete's yes. got a lot going I saw on. Him, when I walked in, I saw him running in a direction. <laughs> really? Was, yeah, yeah. He's busy. He's very fast. Black yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eights. I'll tell you who is like really fast. Exactly. C.D. Lamb, who tops the love list here. Eights. Eights. Mm. I yeah. just, I, it's, you know, you got to be no, close no, you're to not him. Exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't want to yeah. be a poser here. Yeah, I understand. I, I appreciate that. Proper name, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> Matthew, your friend has the 49ers on tap, and for that, he still checks in as a top 10 wide receiver this week. I actually have it wide receiver eight. <laughs> you're playing a bit at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, Matthew. The fact of the matter, I, I am, but it's also, it's easy to love him, right? I mean, people, I think, are probably concerned about the 49ers, and I get that. What a great game that'll be on Sunday night right here at NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. The fact of the matter is, is that the Niners, as good as that defense is, they've actually allowed the third most receptions to opposing wide receivers this season. Like, teams are throwing on them successfully. And wide receivers that have seen at least seven targets against the Niners this year are averaging over 18 fantasy points per game. You think about last year, that playoff loss to San Francisco, where uh, Dak... Ran. What are we doing? You know, <laughs> then they have Ezekiel Elliott like as a center or something like that. The whole thing was a disaster, except for C.D. Lamb, who went 10 for 117 on 13 targets against the Niners last year as well. So C.D. Lamb, to me, I think he'll be the focal point of offense. I think it's going to be tough for them to run the ball. They'll try to, but it'll be tough for them to run the ball. So give me C.D. Lamb as a love this week. I'm at wide receiver eight, even though he's playing the Niners. Yeah. I think a couple of things. One, Dallas will probably have to throw in this game for like one of the first times ever. Dallas have had such a weird season where three games they've combined to blow out teams 108 to 13. And then their other game, they lost by double digits to the Cardinals. Right, they haven't had so the it's, just been, it's just been strange. And that's why Ceddy Lamb, he's only top seven targets in one game so far this season. That's not going to continue. He will get more targets as we go. They're not going to blow up the Niners. What, I mean, the, game, the, the, you know, the games like the, the, the Giants game, you know, or you know, last week as well, they're, just, they're not going to like just blow it out so they don't have to throw. Yes. They're not going to do that to the Niners. Yep, agreed. Our next one here, Michael Pittman against the Titans. Guys, we have this conversation every single week. The Titans secondary really, really struggling. That theory didn't work so well for our hopes, my hopes, that the Bengals would tear them up. But for Anthony Richardson connection to Michael Pittman this week, Jay, you still have to be high on Pittman, and Barry is. He has him as wide receiver 16 this week. Yeah, not a good week for Michael Pittman last week, right. but the three weeks prior, he topped 30 targets. He was looking like a true wide receiver one. I would fully expect him to get back to that against the Titans team that, yes, had a good week, but one week doesn't make a unit, and they've been pretty bad all of last season and this season prior. You mentioned the targets. Every wide receiver that's seen at least six targets against the Titans this year is averaging 17 points. Two fantasy points per game. 11 targets in every game prior to last week, as you mentioned, Jay. Uh, the, um, the massive target share that he's getting. Titans allow the third highest catch rate to wide receivers. Like, pick a stat, any stat, and they're bad against the pass. Even though the Bengals did nothing to them, they're still a top 10 team in terms of most passing yards allowed through four weeks of the season. So, yeah. Pittman's a, you know, locked-in wide receiver, too, for me this week. Jay, if I told you Matthew has Adam Thielen as a top 20 wide receiver play this week, you would say? Well, I'll tell you what I'll say. I'll, I'll give you some names. Here are some names. Amon Ra St. Brown, Devontae Smith, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, all have less fantasy points on the season than the great Adam Thielen. I mean, look, in that offense, he's, he's all they've got at the moment. He's just getting a ton of targets. Mm. And I think he's just shown that he has a little bit more juice in the tank than anyone thought. Like He's playing well, and he's providing an outlet, be it Dalton or Bryce Young, and I think that should continue in a game that they're going to have to throw as double-digit dogs. Old guys with a little bit more juice in the tank than people thought. Yeah. 
We all stick together. So Adam Thielen makes the love list as well. Last three weeks, to your point about that's all they have, Jay, 26% target share for this guy. Yeah. 26% target share. Um, he's had at least seven receptions in every one of those games as well. Lions allow the fourth most yards to the slot this season, which is obviously where Thielen gets the majority of his work. 70% of his targets have come from the slot so far this year. So Adam Thielen in a, not a revenge game, but, you know, a familiar foe, obviously, with the NFC North. He spent a lot of years in Minnesota playing against the Lions. He's a friend of the podcast. Top 20 play this week. Makes the love list. Old guys got to stick together. Let's go out and feel it. Let's go out. Last pass catcher on the love list here, Barry. Tyler Higby. Slow yeah. start to the season for him, but he's really picked it up the last two weeks. And surprisingly, Philadelphia is a good matchup for tight ends. Death taxes start your tight end against the Eagles. It's literally that, it's literally that simple. They, they allow the third most fantasy points to tight ends this season. Every year they're bad against tight ends. It's how they do their defense. It's a kind of way what they emphasize and what they don't emphasize. He's had an over 22% target share the last two weeks as well for Higby. And I know you might be concerned a little bit, and I am a little bit in terms of the target share, because Cooper Cup's coming back and you've got to feed Puka Nakua. But I do feel like it's just such a good matchup, and tight end is such a just brutal position. Higby makes my top 10 this week and as a love. Yeah, pass catcher paradise in that Matthew Stafford already throws a ton. He's going to probably have to throw a ton to keep pace uh, with the Eagles, and the Eagles haven't been a great pass defense. So Some others receiving votes here. Christian Kirk, of course, in the Buffalo, uh, playing Buffalo, but in London. Romeo Dobbs against the Raiders. Rasheed Rice against the Vikings. Wondell Robinson, who got a ton of quick game targets uh, on Monday night. He has Miami on deck. Zach Ertz has been a target monster this week. He's got the this year. He's got the Bengals. And then that last one there, Jay, Jonu Smith, not Kyle Pitts. Uh, Jonu Smith, the tight end you want to start out of the Falcons' offense. It's going to be a referendum game for Desmond Ritter as well, probably even more so than Sam Howell. Because Sam Howell will start next week, whatever happens. Desmond Ritter may not get out of that game. Desmond Ritter may not start the second half, but three straight games with at least a 20% target share for Jonu Smith against the Texans as well. Real quickly, a couple ones I want to mention. Rashi Rice, again, we've talked about him on the Sunday show a few times as well. One of my favorite bench stashes as well. Rice leads all Kansas City wide receivers in slot targets. Vikings allow the most receptions to the slot this year. They're tied for the most as well. So Rasheed Rice is just earning targets at a, at a high rate. He's just not out there much, but his snap rate is improving every single week. He's got the second highest rate of uh, being targeted on his routes of all wide receivers that have at least 15 targets so far this year. So just a bunch of nerdy underlying metrics to let you know, like, Rasheed Rice is coming. This is going to happen. It's going to happen. Get on the bandwagon before it happens there. Kirk depends on Zay Jones as well. But, again, Buffalo allows an 80% catch rate to the slot. We know Kirk runs most of his routes there. Yep, going to have to be throwing a lot too. Moving over to the hate list, which is led by Cortland Sutton. He's got the Jets. The Broncos are at home, but we know this game's personal between the two teams. While DJ Reed is in concussion protocol right now, Salah did sound oddly optimistical play. The more important thing in this one, Barry, is Sauce Gardner was very good against this Broncos pass offense last year, and Sauce Gardner is still really good this year. Jets have allowed one touchdown to a wide receiver through four games. I mean, you know, they, they just faced the Stephon Diggs. Right. right. I mean, exactly. Yeah. They've, they've faced some really good offenses so far this year, and they have been really good uh, defensively. You know, when um, – Oh, 43% of Sutton's fantasy points this season have come on touchdowns. So, again, if he doesn't score, it's unlikely for him to have a big game. I would improve his outlook, obviously, if DJ Reed can't go as well. But if he's back, I mean, again, so far this year, the Jets have allowed the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Sutton 
and Judy, you downgrade the entire passing offense there. How about this next one, Jay? Drake London, who, yes, caught the touchdown in London, but the bottom line is you can't trust Desmond Ritter uh, to throw in this offense right now. No. Well, here's the good thing with Drake London. Eight targets, six targets, seven targets the past three weeks. That's not amazing, but that's good enough for him to provide value if not for the bad news, which is that right now he's probably got the worst starting quarterback in the NFL throwing him the ball. And look, it's just at the point now where Ritter... Look, Ritter did show signs in the second half, but it was when the game was already out of hand because he'd put it out of hand. And so, yeah, I think there is a decent chance that Taylor Heineke is throwing Drake London the ball uh, in the second half. Right, we talked about this. The Jets have only allowed one touchdown to a wide receiver through four games. Houston has also only allowed one touchdown to a wide receiver this season as well. Drake London, if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to be mostly useless. I think he's going to be mostly useless in this game. Someone you're usually more bullish on, Matthew. Gabe Davis yeah. makes the hate list. Wide receiver 37 this week, and we know that tough travel all the way to London to play Jacksonville. He's had only one game this year with more than three receptions. He's been very touchdown dependent. Three touchdown catches this season have accounted for 49% of his fantasy points. He's only got a 12% target share as well. Don't actually love the matchup here against the Jags. So because he's so touchdown dependent, as we, we've talked about this again, yeah. that we, we actually like the Jags to hang tough in this game. So uh, I just don't like Gabe Davis's chances to get in the end zone this week. And so... He makes the hate list. Sneakily, people aren't really focusing on this because the offense has been the story with Jacksonville, but Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams are playing Correct. an extremely high level at the moment at corner. Yes. Campbell's one of the best corners in the NFL right yep. now that no one talks about. So yep. I'm, I'm with you all the way yeah. on Gabe Davis D there. I mean, and Diggs is going to get his. So it's yep. just like, I don't know. Nervous about Gabe Davis this week. Last pass catcher on the hate list, Jay. Cole Komet, who plays tonight at Washington. We know this offense, you can't always trust the Bears to throw. And the bottom line is, Cole Komet, his production so far might be a little fluky as well. Why don't you like Cole Komet tonight, Matthew? He's seven, seven receptions on nine targets for 85 yards and two touchdowns last game. That Both of his touchdowns fair. last week came on busted coverage. Commanders have allowed the fewest, uh, fewest fantasy points to opposing tight ends this season. So okay. uh, it feels like they've discovered something. It, there's more of a connection between Fields and DJ Moore this way. So um, Komet is going to be on my kabetch. Okay. This Kawik. That's yeah, the one right uh, there. Three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into the quarterbacks here for love hate. And boy, did you land the plane. Uh, love hate quarterbacks here. Thanks. Patrick Mahomes coming off one of the worst games I can remember from him in recent Brutal. years, honestly, against the Jets. But he tops the love list here, Matthew. Because he's got the Vikings on deck. He's QB1 for you. That's week. the point. Is this oh, like you're like, yeah, oh, wait, Mahomes is on your love list, really? I'm just like, I don't think people realize, like, for by Mahomes standards, when you're grading on a Mahomes bell curve, he's been bad this year. He's just been QB9 on a points-per-game basis. But I put him on the love list this week because he is literally my number one quarterback in fantasy. I think this starts a great stretch for Mahomes because after this week he gets Denver. Then he gets the Chargers. Then he gets Denver again. Like this is a next. This is a four-game slate. So if you want to trade for Mahomes or any part of the passing attack of Kansas City, this is the last chance to do it. We talked about the fact that this is the highest over/under on the slate. He's placing a Minnesota team that's allowing passing touchdowns at the sixth highest rate this season, and he's actually getting his some points with his legs. So if the passing can come into focus, he's averaging almost 40 rushing yards a game this year. So getting the rushing going more passing. We think that the Vikings offense is better than they get credit for. They're going to have to put up points again. 53 and a half over under, I believe at the moment. Um, or it's just 53. I think it's, it's uh, the, the over under is just 53. Yep. Um, 
we'd expect a lot of points to be scored here. Yep, Mahomes is suffering from the biggest drop rate of any quarterback in the league, and I understand the receivers aren't amazing, but that should regress. This is the last chance to bet on Patrick Mahomes at plus 550 for MVP. He's going through a stretch now where he's going to, I think, will be the favorite coming out of this stretch of opposing weak defenses. We're going to stay right in this game and go to Kirk Cousins, the quarterback on the opposing team in the Vikings. Kirk Cousins comes in as QB7 for Barry this week, Jay. And obviously we saw... Zach Wilson had one of the best games of his career against this Chiefs defense on, on Sunday night. Yeah, and Cousins just coming for a really strange game against Carolina, which in theory should have been a fine matchup, but he goes 12 of 19. Two picks, including uh, the disastrous one uh, towards the end zone. So, look, he will but be they also they, got, they get a defensive, defensive touchdown yes. early on. Like the they didn't, didn't need to throw. It was the first time they didn't need to throw. So, I suspect that he's going to need to throw to keep pace with Kansas City, uh, and he's got the weapons to put up some massive stats. He's had multiple touchdown passes in every game this year, the Vikings actually lead the NFL in passing rate. And since the start of last year, Cousins, in games in which 50 or more points are scored, and again, the over-under here is 53, Cousins is averaging 21.5 fantasy points per game in games in which more than 50 or more points are scored just in the NFL. So again, our friends at DraftKings have set the line at 53. We expect this to be a high-scoring game. Give me Kirk Cousins as a top-seven play this week. Our last quarterback on the Loveless is Jordan Love. And, Matthew, I would have to think at this point, when you see the Raiders as the opposition, you probably love that opposing quarterback in fantasy. The game's in Las Vegas. Who doesn't love Love in Las Vegas? When you think of Las Vegas, you think of Love. It's <laughs> the first thing. Connor, that it's the first thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wholesome Love. Yeah, well, we, had, we, we found Love at Hakkasan, the three of us. <laughs> yeah. um, you know. With each other. Brotherly Love, exactly. <laughs> brotherly Love. Uh, friendly Love. Uh, the Raiders... The Raiders are bad. Three of the four quarterbacks that have faced them have scored at least 18.5 fantasy points. They're allowing over 20 to opposing quarterbacks. They allow touchdown passes at the second highest rate. I'm sorry, the third highest rate this season. Three straight games with at least 20 rushing yards. Christian Watson back. Now, remember, they, they played the Thursday night game last week, so they've had kind of this mini-buy. They've had 10 days to prepare for the Raiders. Christian Watson getting fully healthy. Hopefully Luke Musgrave comes, uh, gets out of the concussion protocol, and he's good to go as well. Romeo Dobbs starting to emerge. Aaron Jones should be fully healthy as well for, off of that hamstring injury. So, yeah, I have Jordan Love as a top 10 play this week. A few others. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, do you think Jordan Love's good? Because I have no idea based on what we've seen the first four weeks. I think he's been okay. I think he's missed a lot of throws, but he's also made some really big ones. He's kind of the, like, cranked down Anthony Richardson, right. where, like, the explosive plays look good, the completion percentage doesn't, and he's been sneak, uh, sneakily effective as a runner yep, at times. Particularly in the Saints game. Yeah. He basically won them the game with his legs. So, he's been okay. And I think, to be fair to him, that offense has been missing a lot. Yep. No the, Christian Watson for weeks. No Aaron Jones for weeks. Luke Musgrave goes down. The line's Yeah, I was just going to say, exactly. Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. Like, the so offensive I, line as I well. I think he's been fine. Yeah. Honestly, I think he'll go in the right direction as they get healthy. Very I think he's a work in progress. I think if I was a Packers fan, I would feel good about the future of the franchise. Like I, I think ultimately it's gonna he'll be fine. Yep, George, I think so too. George, you know, I I, the jury's not fully out. On, you know, I mean, jury's still out. I should say, but still deliberating. Like Sam Howell, I, I think, think he's, he's gonna be not guilty. The, I think he's in the same boat as Sam Howell on some level, and probably Kenny Pickett. To you know, I mean, Pickett's not hasn't been that good this year, but like I'm not ready to close the book yet on Kenny Pickett. Some others receiving votes here. Josh Dobbs, who's just yeah. been one of the stories of the season. He's got the Bengals. C.J. Stroud, who's been maybe the story out of an impressive offensive rookie class. He could break the rookie passing yards record. Of course, Sam Howell tonight against that whatever's left of the Bears secondary. And Matthew Stafford against the Eagles here, Jay. Yep, Matthew, who would you start, Josh Dobbs or Joe Burrow? They're playing each other. 
kind of I feel better about Dobbs. Yeah, me too. I mean, like I it's think I'm benching like, Burrow for Dobbs in a league. Right. Yeah, which is and, crazy. And it's insane. But I have Dobbs at QB ten. Right. He's he's averaging almost 22 fantasy points over his last three. He's the second best quarterback in fantasy since week two. Three straight games with 40 or more rushing yards. Like. The only difference is, is that I'd rather go against Arizona than Cincinnati's defense. Right, sure. But, again, Dobbs has produced against Dallas, against San Francisco. So, um, he feels weirdly matchup-proof. We've <laughs> talked about Stroud on this show a lot. Stafford leads the NFL in passing attempts. Very quietly, the Eagles have allowed the six most passing yards this season. Like, you can throw on Philadelphia. He gets Cooper Cup back as well. I'm at QB 16. And then, again, future Hall of Famer Sam Howell. Every quarterback that has faced the Bears this year has scored at least 18 <laughs> fantasy points. Chicago allowing passing touchdowns at the second highest rate this season. Heads up uh, for those betting tonight's game. We'll close out with the quarterback hate list here, frontlined by Dak Prescott. Jay, you said Dallas has played large part blowouts in one game where they almost got blown out by Arizona. Dak makes the hate list here against San Francisco. Well, the one game that Dak Prescott needed to win, he couldn't against Arizona. We all saw what he did against San Francisco in the playoffs, so I think it's just a bad matchup for Dak, Matthew. They allow 12.8 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Three of the four quarterbacks to face the Niners this year have scored under uh, 14 fantasy points through four weeks. The Niners have more interceptions than touchdown passes allowed. So, yeah, Dak is barely inside my top 20. He's not running as much as he, he would like to. The other quarterback on my hate list here, Jared Goff of the Lions. Carolina, very quietly, allowing under 12 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. That's six fewest in the NFL. Lions um, are 31st in passing rate allowed so far this year, four weeks. I mean, they've been, they've been surprisingly, surprisingly, uh, surprisingly good, right? I screwed that up. In essence, basically, the Panthers are playing better defense than I think they're getting credit for. And, in fact, the Lions aren't throwing. Yep. They haven't need to. They're a run-first team. And as a basically a 10-point favorite in this game, I don't see Jared Goff throwing a ton. Yeah, he might I'm throw Ron, twice in the fourth quarter. I'm on Ross St. Brown, not 100% healthy as where One or fewer touchdown passes in three or four games this year for Jared Goff. Fire up 30 touches for David Montgomery. Yeah. Again. Staple like should've, no other. Should have should have made the love list. Love yeah. to see it. Maybe we can uh, get uh, Jameer Gibbs free. But my boy, Dave Montgomery, should have another huge game. Basketball week. season is almost here, and that means one thing. It's draft season. Get the Roto World Basketball Draft Guide, which includes all the rankings, player outlooks, and projections you need to win your league this year. Go to NBCSports.com to get your draft guide now and use code HOOPS23 to save 20% off and receive a $10 Fanatics e-gift card. We're going to break. When we're back, last call, our Thursday Night Football Best Bets. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. 
One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. As you see here, our open from today's show. Yes, we are live on the air. Barry using promo code BERRY. Get some of those bets in courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. I was. Could be betting. Right I was. Now. I was betting. I was betting. I was. Well, because we were talking about our bets, and like you know, I was just like, I want to get it in the DraftKings before the line moves, you know, and and then you know, and then Gotta whatever, and then the show started, and I was just like, well, I could either bail on my bet or whatever. You guys are professionals. You guys talk, talk to your talking yeah. talk. Stuff. Professional adjacent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let me do my thing. All right, here's the most bet player props of courtesy of our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. So they like the over on DJ Moore's receptions. They like the Brian Robinson Jr. alternate rush yards at 50-plus. I love That's that bet. That's yeah. a great one. Uh, his rushing attempts over 15-and-a-half, receiving yards over 15-and-a-half for DJ Moore, and then Justin Fields' passing yards over 193.5. That was interesting, see a lot too. of people hammering the over on Justin Fields' <laughs> passing yards. But last week is in their mind. I don't know that I love that. That's uh, no, I don't. What do you love, Jay? Uh, so my best bet, little niche, little art house again, which I like to do for these Thursday night games. Roshan Johnson over 19 and a half rushing yards, and the th- the angle here is that. Thursday Night Football, we've seen the backup running back get more work just because it's a short week. Think about Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey against the Giants. Roshan Johnson, he's averaged 26 yards uh, per game, his first four games. I think they're going to give him more work. He may only need five carries to get to 20 rushing yards, which is all he needs for this to cash. So after Khalil Herbert had 18 carries last game, I think Roshan will get five, six, seven carries, and that'll send it over. I absolutely love that call. I'm going Brian Robinson anytime touchdown. Bears have allowed eight touchdowns to running back through four games. Robinson has multiple touches inside the 10-yard line in two of the past three games here as well. I'll also say that um, three of the four quarterbacks to face the Bears this year have thrown for 245 or more yards. Sam Howell's passing prop is 243.5. He's hit that number two of the last three games as well. We've talked about it a lot. The Bears' secondary has been absolutely decimated by injury. So give me the over on uh, Sam Howell's passing prop. 243 and a half yards as well. I'm, I'm looking at Sam Howell as well here, Matthew. And listen, the rushing yards for him was set at 12 and a half, but that's minus 135. That's no fun. Let's bump that up to the alternate of 25 plus rushing yards at plus wow. 280. So wow. a little bit of a bolder bet here, Jay, for Sam Howell, but he could do that in two runs. He's really athletic. Yeah, and I think that's where the upside for him comes, not just as a player, but fantasy-wise. If he starts running the ball more, we start to see it a little bit, then all of a sudden he can vault into that you know, proper top 12, top 15 quarterback. Yeah, they didn't call any designed runs last week, and I think that was a mistake. I think that's something that will correct it as well. So I absolutely love that 25 rushing yards at plus money as well. Speaking of plus money, by the way, Howell over one and a half passing touchdowns is at plus money, and I know I've already bet anytime rushing touchdown for um, for Brian Robinson. It's a little incongruent. It's not you know completely um, uh, on board there. But the over under here is forty four. We've talked about this. I'm just given how beat up the uh, 
Bears secondary is. And the fact that they allow passing touchdowns at the second highest rate this season. We talked about that earlier when Howell's on the love list and others receiving votes. Like, Howell being over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus money is kind of interesting to me. Yep. I, again, they're not expecting it, obviously, but I don't know. I prefer my official bets are Brian Robinson anytime <laughs> touchdown, but just if you're looking for some other action. One quick thing here, guys. While we've been uh, on air, it sounds like Amon Ra St. Brown not yes. practicing today, so that is now back-to-back days of no practice for the Lions' number one Go wide pick receiver. up Josh Reynolds if he's on your wide wide, just yeah. as insurance. Could, and Jamison Williams. Right. Sam Laporta could be a big game for him. All right, it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here for Jay, Connor, myself, and my degenerate gambling. <laughs> Good luck tonight to the Commanders. We will see you back here tomorrow. It's Love Hate Day. Go watch, go read it on NBCSports.com. Peace out. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.